It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, welcome. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer, Ben Mehech, and myself, Anthony Citadino. We're your hosts. We cover the Wizards, and you are now Locked On Wizards. Go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us tonight and a lot to get into. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Ben, we have a good amount to get into tonight. So let's get right into it. We have reactions from Tommy Shepard's press conference, a roster update, and we're going to throw some hot takes out there about who the Wizards may or may not pick up. But before we get into all that, Ben and I would like to thank all you guys out there listening, wherever and whenever you guys are listening. Thank you so much for choosing to spend part of your day listening to Lockdown Wizards. But yeah, Ben, we got, let's just get right into it. We have two more games postponed against Cleveland with question marks surrounding the beginning of, of this road trip coming up, starting in Charlotte, and more games around the league being postponed. The Wizards just held a press conference Friday involving Tommy Shepard and head coach Scott Brooks. And it seemed kind of like it was a uh, it was a, a nervous you know press conference to have for, for the Wizards after after announcing their two um, postponed games against Cleveland that series. Ben, what were your takeaways from this this press conference? Yeah, I think it was the most bizarre press conference I've ever been a part of for so many reasons. The one that's most obvious is the fact that this team has probably been hit the hardest by this, and they've dealt with the sort of dodging um, situation where they've played teams four separate nights with players with positive tests and were dodging it until they weren't. Scott Brooks made an interesting point and said it's inevitability. I'm not sure that's the case. 
Um, they were very, very much in favor of what the league has been doing. They kind of uh, reiterated their faith in the league. Um, I don't know how much of that is PR work or how much of that is honesty, but the most substantive part about this press conference is the fact that they announced six players uh, tested positive for coronavirus, which I think is the most in the NBA by a single roster. Three more at the at last as of last Friday were out due to league protocols. So you had nine players out with COVID uh, restriction. I mean, it's such a bizarre thing that the team has been dealing with. Uh, they talked about potentially restarting practice at some point, but they don't even have enough bodies to really do that. So they'll have to do like one on zero sort of practices and just general workouts. But it's a very bizarre thing to be a part of. Um, I guess it's less and less bizarre as the days goes on because it's become more commonplace. But still a very, very weird thing to see that, you know, Thomas Shepard and Scott Brooks kind of just saying that it's out of their hands and they have six positive cases and a couple of them are actually symptomatic and hopefully those players are doing better. And we don't know what who those players are, but yeah, it was kind of just a non-update update sort of press conference where they had to hold it. It was definitely one of the weirder ones I've, I've been a part of. Right. What were your takeaways? I mean, I mean, it was your first one. I think it was the first time you've had, you know, seen Tommy Shepard hold these sort of press conferences. What was your, I guess, your takeaway on how they handled it? I think they handled it pretty, pretty well. Uh, Tom, Tommy Shepard seems like a great guy. He seems super nice, super personable. Uh, they gave really, really long answers, de- detailed answers, as Scott Brooks always does, right? I mean, he's he's always good, good like that. But we really, you know, when they got the tough questions about how the league has been handling the COVID protocol, I mean, they danced around it, right? What are they going to say? Like, what, you know, what are... What is the the GM of the Wizards and the, and the head coach of the Wizards going to say about the, the league mishandling COVID? They they did not. They danced around the questions. They you know they said that they're that they have their best interest. That they they think the the league has their best interest, and they are with the league no matter what. And and I I assume that was going to happen. I I I mean they're they're not going to just come out and just start throwing hot takes for the for the world to to see about how Adam Silver and his team are handling it, but. Some takeaways that I had right now, the Washington Wizards have six players that can play <laughs> at all, right? I mean, they have, they, they got a starting five and they got a six man. So that's, so that's tough. Right. And Scott Brooks, when he said we haven't done anything since Phoenix, he was asked about productivity practice, any sort of zoom workouts at all. He flat out just said, we haven't done anything since Phoenix. And and this is how, I mean, right, as you just said, as bizarre this was, it keeps, it keeps becoming less bizarre day after day with how normal the world is adapting to how bizarre the world really is. And, and we're becoming, you know, more and more adapt to it. So these things aren't as bizarre, but still none of these guys have been on the court together. They've been They've really been they've been in contact talking every day is what Tommy Shepard and Scott Brooks says. Scott Brooks and Tommy Shepard has type talked to, to every player every day. That that's what they've made it out to seem. And they've no one has been in contact, no practice has been done. And Tommy Shepard has said that the, the facilities have been empty. All their facilities have been empty. So so it's I think it was good. It was great that they that they came out and had that press conference to 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 just I mean right this this has affected the Wizards as bad or if not the worst as any NBA team right now, and and they came out 
they presented a strong front and they and they told everyone exactly what was going on. Obviously, we would have loved to hear their their what they really think about how the league is handling COVID because as I mean, right as employees, they 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 don't want to really badmouth their you know the, the the league you know with coronavirus this season, but for you know as people, right? They I don't believe that. For a second, I don't believe that they that they just think that the the league has their best interest in you know at, at heart right now. Because if the league did have their best interest, had the, had the players, the coaches, staff, if they had their best um, interest you know at heart right now, they would not be playing. There would have been a league shutdown. This is this is definitely gotten out of hand. So many. I mean, there's games canceled every day. This is ridiculous at this point. And and you're they're they're, they're really. At this point, they're they're really messing with lives. I mean, you can't they, they can't mess around too much with this spreading. They're not in a bubble setting anymore where where they can contain it. Players leave all the time. You don't know where they're going. There's no sort of rule in place, and and there's there's out, there's outbreaks all over the league. So, I but but in terms of the of the interview of the press conference, I mean, I I liked how they they came out and and presented a strong front to to let everyone know. I'm glad you mentioned the bubble there because uh, one of the more candid things Tommy Shepard said, and I'm sure you caught this too, someone asked him about like the bubble experience and he said, trust me, nobody misses it. And and I think he said that because it really wasn't a realistic option. The options were really doing what they're doing with probably a little bit more restrictions and more uniformity across the board, but or don't do it at all. I don't think you could have convinced these players to go into a bubble for five six months you know what i mean for the entire season right. and this is a sort of situation where that they were dealt and I, I don't think they were necessarily being dishonest when he was saying um you know the league has their best interests I, I think he's saying that like what more could you have done this thing is kind of uncontrollable and when you're traveling and you're being asked to play on the court there's only so much you can do right you can't ask mm-hmm. players to socially distance on a basketball court so like if you're if you're having players play basketball you're kind of accepting that these players are going to spread the virus to each other at some point. And that's kind of what the wizards have accepted and what they're dealing with. And, and I sincerely hope, obviously outside of the bounds of basketball, I hope these guys are healthy. <clears throat> it's obviously impacted players differently as it, as it has uh, many people across the country. Some people are, most of the players are asymptomatic. Some of the players um, in Washington that have gotten it have shown some minor symptoms apparently, but, Right. Um, we hope these guys uh, get better and, and we'll see. The, the, we have a game scheduled Wednesday. You said they have six bodies available. I'm just not sure they have enough to field the team at this point. But right. Anthony, speaking of health, <clears throat> you know, you know, one thing about me, Anthony, I'm, I'm a health conscious guy. I care about what I put in my body. You mentioned Built Bar. I eat Built Bar because it's delicious. It's healthy. It's flavorful. And it's full of all the protein you need. Back when I was keto, uh, I struggled because I wanted to indulge in something delicious, but I couldn't do it. I wish I had Built Bar because it's perfect for that diet. If you if you order now, you might even end up with a free cooler while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get 20% off your next order. Anthony just got his first shipment of Built Bar and he absolutely loves it. So Loved he's it. urging you as well to go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found 
Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back, Wizards fans and Locked On Wizards faithful. We got some breaking news, some some to some probably some heartbreaking news on Sunday morning from from the Athletics. Fred Katz, the Anjush Pasajniks was released from his contract. Anthony, I mean, this hit me like a ton of bricks. This is the the goat AP released for the creation of an open roster spot. When you saw that, I mean, this is one of those moments where we will look back and, and they'll say like. Where were you when that happened? You know, those those moments in life where they're like, where were you when this happened? So I want to ask you, Anthony, what was your reaction when you saw the news? And how, how did you react? Did you take this? I didn't take this news lightly. How did you respond to it? It was tough. AP, Anjas <laughs> Pasajnic, that's our guy. And and seeing our guy get waved, it was, it was not easy, you know. I, I, I wish him the best. I, I I hope to see him back in the league, right? But the uh, the Wizards right Just now. Just not on got, the Wizards. They they got bigger <laughs> fish to fry right now. I I I I I do hope that I see you know that we see him back in the league. But right now they got to focus on making a pickup or you know making a trade or or doing something to get some sort of length depth in there to fix whatever defensive issues, whatever front court issues they may have benja yeah i'll, I'll say this about Andres passage Nicks. having having covered the team for um, almost a decade now and having watched the team for longer the wizards have had so many players come through that you just forget about right because they've been there for such a short amount of time or they're just their stints in washington were just purely unmemorable <clears throat> you have guys like hilton armstrong brian cook uh, i could name so many players Anzush Pasajniks, I think, might, might be, and I might get some flack for this, might be the least memorable player in the team's history. But the one memorable oh, wow. thing he did, might, the one memorable thing he did was he set the record for most turnovers in least amount of minutes. He set, he turned the ball, his last game against Philadelphia, he turned the ball over five times in six minutes. And I think that's what did him in. It's crazy on a team that needs front court depth, a player who is seven foot nine. I couldn't find a way to get on the court. Uh, it saddens me that he's obviously out of out of a job because nobody wants to see that. But um, it, it was he was extraordinarily bad, and for that I'll remember him fondly and, and possibly forever. But that's just the plight of a Wizards fan. I think we remember these players who 
uh, most people, because they care about themselves and love themselves, will quickly forget about. Um, Wizards fans have a bit of masochistical tendencies, and I think we'll, we'll remember players like Anders Pacic for, for far too long. Wow. So you are really giving him that title as the most forgettable wizard of all time? I mean, Anthony, I mean, that's a tough title. I mean, that's that's <laughs> like, man, that might as well. That's a really difficult thing to that's a really difficult thing to achieve because, like I said, how many players have walked through the Wizards locker room and within minutes they were gone? I mean, I mentioned Brian Cook. You had Hilton Armstrong. Uh, Ryan Hollins came through for a little bit there. Uh, Sandiana Gaines was on the roster. Some people might even remember Adam Morrison had a cup of coffee in Washington, D.C. NBA um, champ. I mean, there's so many players. Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby took a, took a pay cut to leave Washington. Drew Gooden's well, first stint. Well, he these are guys that are memorable, right? You're talking about guys that, that were not memorable, that did not have a memorable com- career that, that came here for the end of their days. You're talking about a, a, a guy that that came here was not memorable at all. And is and is, is the most forgettable player in, in what in the Washington wizards in bullets history. So I, I'd love to run up a list of that. Oh man. Why do this to people? It, it's been a t- difficult time as is life has been difficult. Do you really want to compile a list and remind people of the most forgettable players in the, in, <laughs> in the franchise's history? Some I, mean, of the, I can list some things off of my repressed memory. Some of the most forgettable players in in franchise history so ap's only been here for a little bit right what this year last year yeah so he's i think he's been here a total of probably two year and a half i guess one full season and then this this whatever 10 games or whatever it's been gotcha so not very long um yeah i mean if you want to think of a list we can certainly do that i'm not sure we want to take the <laughs> that might be the most depressing list. depressing list to hear <laughs> and probably the most depressing list to really like work on to to get on up but but for the people to hear it that's that can't be that can't be good stuff to hear huh <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird thing because he had the size of someone who honestly if you just kind of used your arms you would be at least somewhat competent. He was so tall. Like I'm in a league, obviously, where you need to be extraordinarily tall to be employed. He was taller than most people, yet he just didn't know how to use his length or his size or anything. It was quite bizarre. But so he, I guess I, I ben, sure history, but Ben, let's let's play the poor man's game. I guess if he was would to be a poor man's better player in the oh league. God. But I, I'd love to pick your brain on this. If he was a poor man's blank. Who would he be? Man, he's like a poor man's Tiago Splitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Tiago right. Splitter was was notorious for not having much basketball skill. But he like knew where to be. He knew how to set screens. Like Pasajnik just knew kind of how to fall and hit people, and he did that a lot. But besides that, he was um, not the best. But we'll get into. I will dig into a little bit more sincerely into the creation of his roster spot. Um, Anthony, before we do that, do you want to tell us about um, bet online? Yeah, guys got a lot more to get into and um, a lot, uh, uh, just a ton more to get into about who the wizards may or may not pick up. But first I want to tell you guys about bet online guys. Are we ready for some football NFL divisional rounds? Just finished up. I know you guys just watched that Brady win. 
Yes, there's only one place that has you covered, one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. So the Bills kept it rolling. Tom Brady also kept it rolling. Does he have enough for another Super Bowl run? Do the Bills have enough to take down the Chiefs? The Chiefs, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to Lockdown Wizards, folks. We talked about AP's release, Ben. But now what? What? They waive him. They got all these posts. They got a lot of games postponed. So what now, pal? Huh? What? Are they going to make a pickup? Are they going to make a trade? Are we going to see something? Yeah, sure. They, they waived AP. And you know, my heart, I'm saddened for AP. But he'll find work elsewhere. Right now, we got to worry about what the Wizards are going to do. What are we going to see with this roster spot? What are we going to see them do? Are they going to make a pickup? Are they going to make a trade? What? What? What do you think? Yeah, the realistic, the more realistic option here, I think, is uh, is a free agent signing. And thankfully, um, amongst the free agents available, you have the likes of Thon Maker, oh. um, John Henson. Um, yep. Tyler Zeller, and of course, not to be for forgotten, Jan Mahimi. Wow. So we're looking at the, the free agent. Um, oh, Bruno Caboclo just got waived. He's available. Okay. okay. So we look at this free agent sort of um, list. No name. Honestly, we've been joking around and, and uh, trying to add some humor to this, but th- th- there's really not anyone that really pops off the screen in terms of this guy you got to get. You got a couple of washed up North Carolina players in there. John Henson might be, but that's the thing though. Like you can't go, you can't get much worse than, than, than unjust passage. And I think John Henson has been in the league for a while now. You know what he's going to give you. He's a solid rim protector. He's still only 30 years old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he knows how to use his length for spot minutes. When Mo Wagner and, and um, Robin Lopez need minutes. He's the sort of guy where you can put it in the put it in the lineup, put it on the court, and know what what to expect from him. So he's not the worst pickup. A player who I mentioned last podcast, I think we should keep our eye on Jordan Bell. He's with the Capital City Go Go still. Um, another guy who's known for his defensive acumen, but yeah, not much here. I mean, Anthony, maybe you could speak to a trade or something that might intrigue the Lockdown Wizards fans. But as of the free agent market, unless I listed or forgot someone, is there anyone there that really that really intrigues you? I don't know. Right now, to me, it seems like Cleveland is overflowing with centers. Ooh, okay. It does. It it really seems that way. And I, for a lot of Wizards fans, I'm not going down the 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 Javel McGee road. Okay, okay. 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 I'm not going down. I that like where road. you're going. Though. I like where you're going. I'm not <laughs> going down that road. But you know, Drummond is on an expiring contract right now. He's you know. 
he is great for a million rebounds a game. He and he is capable of scoring. Obviously, there's not too many people high on on his defensive efforts. But Ben, I mean, adding a guy like this to the Wizards right now, to their depth chart, to their front court. I don't know. I mean, I'm, the, the, that's just a shot in the dark right now. There, the, there's got to be a lot of other guys out there that are capable to, you know, f- for them to to have some size. Even even a, a you know a Mason Plumley out of Detroit of some sort. I don't know. I I feel like they, they need one of these these guys, these bruisers that are able to just get rebounds, grab possessions, get things rolling, so they're able to have more offensive possessions. Obviously, defense is that much of an issue this year, so. Try and focus on having as many possessions as you know as possible. Why why not get some big rebounders in there? You have the best point guard, they had the best rebounding point guard in probably the history of basketball. Right now, obviously like the, the, the best in the world. Why not grab another big center that that's able to to grab? I mean, Drummond, what is he averaging right now? Another 15 boards a game? Yeah, I think he would be perfect. I'm glad that's such an interesting option. But the first hurdle is, like, who are the Wizards going to give up? And second, you need to match salaries here. And besides Westbrook and Beal, everyone is getting paid in peanuts, and it's hard to kind of right. facilitate a trade unless you just have this huge package for Drummond, giving up Lopez, Troy Brown, Bonga, all these players. You're just depleting an already depleted roster. So you'll need to get, like, a third team in there to kind of make sense. But Drummond would be an awesome get. I know him and Beal are good friends off the court. Uh, they came into the league together. So uh, they have a good rapport there. I think that would be great. He would probably be the best center on the roster, even if, even if Thomas Bryant was healthy, just because he's, he's an elite-level rebounder. He's a lob threat. Uh, he's a decent rim protector. Um, he's everything the Wizards have needed for, for years now. That would be an awesome get. Um, you mentioned Detroit, too. They have a ton of bigs. Even a guy like Jalil Okafor, honestly, would be, would be decent just because he would kind of make up some of the offensive efforts that, Tom, that they've lost with Thomas Bryant out. He's obviously not the best defender either, but right. uh, he's right. probably better than, than Robin Lopez and, and Mo Wagner at this point. But you're right. I mean, that, the Drummond option would be awesome. Right, just to get this fan base, just to get, you know, Wizards Nation, you know, fired up again. I mean, for for, for Russell's come, you know, he's going to be back on the on the floor whenever, you know, basketball – is, is can be played, you know, due, due to COVID. But once Russell's back on the floor, if they're able to make a big splash with something like that, that's exciting. And yeah, if they got to trade like, you know, assets like that, like you pointed out, Robin Lopez, Troy Brown, and Isak Banga, you know, maybe, maybe a Wagner in, in there of, of some sorts. I don't know what, what they would, but if they were able to get a guy like that, Brad Russ and Drummond, that doesn't sound too bad in the East. And I know defense. Let me ask you something. That's just, it's not panning out defensively, but go ahead. Go ahead. Let me ask you something. Cause you mentioned rest there. It's diff- It's going to be difficult to make salaries match and swing Drummond with what they have on the roster. Right. But there's someone they can throw in a trade. This is obviously incredibly unrealistic, but for the sake of conversation, um, would you trade Russell Westbrook for Andre Drummond? I would not No. I would wow, not. Wow. Okay. I don't think it. No, off the cuff like that. Uh, I, I'm not trading Russell for for Drummond. No. So um, here's why I'd consider doing it, Anthony. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's I, an, he's an, I, I he's love the player. argument piece, though. Go. Go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the record, though, I I probably wouldn't either. But um, the fact that he's an expiring contract is intriguing because I don't think the 
market for Andre Drummond is going to be super high once he's off this contract. So I think mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be able to get him for a reasonable contract. Mm-hmm. Right now with Russ and Beal, the Wizards are tied up cap-wise for a really long time, and improving the roster is a difficult thing to do right. unless you want to get into luxury tax, which the Wizards don't want to do at this point, which I totally understand as well. So for that reason, I think it's interesting. And also, you can make an argument that the Beal and Drummond duo has a higher ceiling just because they're they're bringing such different sort of contributions to the team than Russ and Beal would. It's a tough argument to make just because obviously Russ, when he's healthy, is the better player. But the dynamics on the court might be a little bit better because Drummond can be good separate Beal. Like he's not going to depend on Beal. He's not going to hinder his game. He's not going to take shots away from Beal. And all of his contributions will have any, nothing to do with Beal. He's going to defend. He's going to rebound. He's going to block some shots. That's not going to interfere with Beal's game. So I think separate their contributions will be um, a little bit more divided in, in terms of you won't have to worry about the meshing as much as you do with Russ and Beal. But I don't even think Cleveland would. Why would Cleveland make that trade? Colin Sexton is having an incredible season. Uh, Darius Garland has some upside there too. So I don't know if it would make much sense for for the Cavs, but still an interesting thing to look for. I mean, Drummond would be an awesome get, I think. Right, and it it's so hard to see the the Cleveland Cavaliers go out and part, you know, be a part of a huge, huge trade, the Harden trade, and throw out pretty much nothing. Second round pick and and God and and Dragon Bender is what they threw in as well. I think I think oh, Bender's in Maccabi Tel Aviv. <laughs> they might have traded the rights to him or something. I don't know, man. They Some traded, something bizarre. So they traded that and they got back Jared Allen and and Tyrone basically Prince. traded a bag of chips for. Jared Allen. They, they they traded a bag of chips I mean, for. I for I would love Jared to Allen see the Wizards. Right, and I, I would love to see the Wizards go out and grab a guy like having a guy like that right now on this team. I mean, obviously. Let me throw some salt in your wounds, Anthony. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Throw some salt in your wounds. You might not remember this, and maybe it's a repressed memory. The Wizards traded that Jared Allen pick mm. for twenty games of Baron Bogdanovich. Oh wow! They traded. That pick and Andrew Nicholson, because they needed to get off Andrew Nicholson's horrendous contract. Shout out Ernie Grunfeld. <laughs> for 30 games of Boyan Bogdanovich. So they basically traded Jared Allen for 30 games. I'll say it again. For 30 games of Boyan Bogdanovich. Salt in the wounds. My God. So that's that's pretty. Well, go, going back to that, though, Ben, for Boyan Bogdanovich, giving that up. For the for the shooter that he is, that he was at the time, I remember. I I I'm pretty sure we were. Yeah, we we were still in college at the point, and I, I was talking, and and you were very excited about it. Oh, he's there's no question. He's a, he's a great player, and I think he's those players. He's one of those players that plays at an all star level, but will never make an all star team. But that's the, the thing that makes it worse. I would have been cool with that trade in hindsight if they kept him, but you had him for 30 games and let him walk to Indiana. Right. And instead, exactly. you re sign Otto Porter to a trillion dollar contract. And then you trade Otto Porter for who? Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker, who are where? Not in Washington. Exactly. The you outcome of it. Traded. The outcome of it was awful. It, it, Horrendous. But, Horrendous. But the look to go and get him. That's, I mean, to me, I think he's worth the risk. I mean, uh, this year he started off shaky, but obviously the the type of wing that he is, the type of uh, you know three point shooter that he is, you know that that is that's risky business. But 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 sure, you're you're shooting your shot, and you you 
you are left out of a, of a player like Jared Allen. The Brooklyn Nets are going to know all about that story. I mean, they, they already knew it, you know, missing out on guys like Jason Tatum with their first crazy trade. Now they're giving out picks like this. We, we will see how many players they miss out on. We really, really will. But I, I love how you shouted out Ernie Grunfeld there. And that's, I mean, I, I know that's your boy. It's, you know, we always love poking <laughs> fun of Ernie and, and it's great. But at, I know we talked about this in the first segment, but one thing I forgot to ask you now from, I know I, I'm new to the team and you've been covering the Wizards for a long time. From what I know from you, from what I know from, 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 you know, the, the people that I've, that I've met so far in, um, you know, in, in the Wizards community and what I've just, you know, known from Ernie as a, as a, you know, executive throughout his uh, tenure in Washington. I, to me, I don't think he's ever jumped on a press conference. And I mean, obviously during his time, it would be in person. COVID wasn't a factor. Zoom calls weren't like, you know, that wasn't used. It was always in person. I've never heard of Ernie, you know, Grunfeld really holding a press conference like, like the one that we really just, you know, had on Friday or really just, at all about any sort of big news whatsoever. I remember you telling me that, that Ernie never held press conferences. So, so seeing, seeing Tommy Shepard do that and, and answer the majority of the questions and being so upfront about everything. What are your thoughts really on that comparison? He's such a breath of fresh air uh, in comparison to Ernie. And he's so personable. You see it. He does little things that make it clear that, He's such a great listener. Like he'll throw out your name while he's answering your questions, right? I mean, I've never met yep, yep. Tommy Shepard. He doesn't know who I am. I'm sure he doesn't know most of the people on the call. He doesn't see our faces. Our cameras are off. Yet he answers it. He'll say like, you know, Anthony is a difficult time. Like he'll, he'll he really he's such was a personal he was. guy. Yeah. And he's he he's tries to add humor in it. He's one of these guys who everybody throughout the NBA. He's the fan. Ernie was the polar opposite in the sense that even when he had a press conference, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a stunt double because like it got to a point where it was like, is, this, this guy might have like stunt doubles, like dictators. Like he never, he never showed up. And when he did, it was like, all right, is that him? Or is that a dude with a mustache pretending to be Ernie Grunfeld, you know? But honestly though, jokes aside, the, it, the team was run in such a different way where it was him and nobody else. He didn't have anybody to answer to. The front office was built in such an archaic way where he ran it all, really, and, and he had assistants underneath him, and they really couldn't even talk to him. He ran, he ran it, he ran the ship how he wanted to. And now it's like Tommy Shepard has helped. The front office has expanded uh, in, in various ways, and, and um, uh, he, he has assistants that I think he can actually count on. Um, and, and you can see that in the way he's talking to the media. He's, he's I think, He's a lot more candid and just the general transparency of the team has improved. It's, it's, it's important. Obviously the press conferences are shielded with some, with the PR sort of um, mindset, but it's just refreshing because he's actually putting himself and putting his foot forward to communicate with the media and let them know what the hell's going on with the team, especially nowadays where you need that. Right. And I thought it was great. He, he handled it. Every question with such grace. He, he, he really just just presented such such a, a powerful front for the organization, and it was a it was a, a breath of fresh air. It, it really was to see their leader come out and and 
tell everyone what exactly is going on. Nine guys following the protocol, six with COVID, six guys only able to be able to, to practice or play that aren't, aren't, you know, following the, the safety protocol that right now that are, that are fine. So right now it's guys, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's not an easy time right now anywhere in the world of sports, right? And I know that all we're talking about is the world of sports right now. And obviously to all of us, sports are a very important thing in our life. And, you know, our, you know, everything in the world right now is very hard, but, you know, sports are feeling it too. And right now we got a, we got a game in Charlotte Wednesday that we don't know will happen. Yeah. We don't know if it's going to happen I mean, right now at all. So I mean, you know, we're Anthony, sitting tight. I, I think, yeah, then to kind of wrap up, I, I think we can just kind of finalize it with, with our thoughts on, on, this, on this coming schedule. Right. Guys and listeners, I, I wish we could actually talk hoops more and dig into like the Hornets coming up and the Bucks coming right, up. Right, Um But the thing is, Tommy Shepard kind of expressed cautious optimism. They want to get back to practice. But Anthony mentioned it earlier. Have six healthy bodies. Russell Westbrook is out. Thomas Bryant's out. Six out. Six players out with COVID. That's half. More than half the roster's out. It's going to be literally physically impossible. I think, unfortunately, for this team to play. That's just the world we live in. You mentioned it. I just don't see how this team proceeds. And another sort of wrinkle in this madness is. If the Wizards keep missing games, they'll miss more than a week. It will be impossible for the league to ask them to pick up on, let's say, the 22nd or 24th without some sort of mini camp, without an extended time to get back into shape. Because asking players to just start playing NBA games after not doing anything for a week and a half, two weeks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doesn't seem like a realistic thing. So that just adds a, another wrinkle in the NBA's thinking where they fail to account for the fact that, you know, the Sixers and the Celtics or whatever are playing games. The Wizards are out a week, two weeks, or whatever the case may end up being. You can't just ask them to pick up where they left off. You don't want to risk further injury. That's another thing I think we should look for uh, going forward. It really will, you know, it really will be. And asking any team after that long of, of, of not playing is, is ridiculous without any sort of mini camp, any, any sort of, you know, you know, having these teams ease back into the season. So we're really, you know, as the season started, we, we started talking about this stuff and it really came to light. I mean, came to life. So, so quick that this, that a shutdown might be right around the corner because why wouldn't the NBA release the entire schedule, right? Half of it's been, been released. What right now they, they have been, postponing games every single day. So it's coming soon. I don't know what Adam Silver plans to do. I know he has not really spoke on it in the past couple of days towards the entire, like towards that, towards a possible shutdown, towards some sort of, of, you know, you know, makeup schedule whatsoever, but, but it's going to come soon, right? We know that we, we know that something's going to happen soon. And, and, and you're right, Ben if they ask any team to to stop playing in the beginning of January and to pick up basketball, like, you know, as they haven't stopped at the end of January, that's, it's not, it's not ideal for, for any team at all. It's not, I mean, and, and, and that's, and that's a ridiculous request. It, it is. So we're, 
it's going to be really, really interesting to see what they do because right after the after last season, they shut everything down in March, and then when things came back to life, there was a bit of a preseason in the bubble, right? To get everything moving again. So now yeah, we're going yeah. to be able now we're going to be able to see something something could happen outside of a bubble format. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like if the Wizards are alone in the situation or they're just there with two teams that are missing a week too, I don't know if the league will want to do that and like extend a, a sort of mini camp or something for teams because 27 of the teams or whatever aren't in that situation and just, they're kind of continuing as is. It's a difficult thing to navigate for the league. It's one they should have planned for, seemingly have failed to do so. So we'll bring the updates as we have it, Anthony. As of now, the game for Wednesday is scheduled. Um, I don't know. I, I would guess that that will eventually change and we'll hear something going forward. But, Anthony, you got anything else before we wish these guys a wonderful MLK day and, and about potentially a day off and a day of rest and a day of reflection? Right, DC. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Guys, enjoy the days off. If you got the days off, we love you. We appreciate you. We can't wait to rock with you again tomorrow, Monday through Friday. Catch us every day here on Lockdown Wizards. We love you guys, and um, we'll be back tomorrow. Ben, we'll probably be talking more about this tomorrow, man. And and a lot, hopefully, let's hope. Uh, I'm wishing for the Charlotte game to happen, but obviously that's, that's wishful thinking. So, so hopefully maybe more insight on when the next time the Wizards will be able to play, but guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and Ben, whatever you got, man. Yeah, just, you know, don't take a shot for Robin Lopez. Now pour one out for Andres Passage. Absolutely. Absolutely. All day for AP guys. We love you. Have a great night, wherever you, wherever and whenever you may be listening. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.